You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What is up, Houdan Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. We took a little bit of a brief break as we're in kind of the dog days of the NFL offseason, but with training camp coming up and the Saints having a couple of question marks, especially on the offensive side of the football in terms of injuries, who's coming back, what they're dealing with. I decided to have Dr. Jesse Morse from the Fantasy Doctors come on the show. If you're not familiar with this content, he's pretty much the go-to guy when it comes to uh, star athletes, their injuries, what their timelines are, especially for fantasy football communities. He's really big uh, in that realm. So I'm happy to welcome on the show. Dr. Morse, thank you for taking the time uh, to come on. How's everything? My pleasure. Everything's good. We're uh, pros are getting injured, trying to get back to uh, as close to 100% as they can. And uh, they're about to report in about three weeks. So they're in crunch time right now. Yeah, absolutely. And someone who you've talked about in depth, I'd say over the last two years, because unfortunately it's been an injury that's lingered for a while. Uh, Michael Thomas's ankle situation. This is a player who even you mentioned it when he was healthy, top of his game, one of the best receivers in the league, but it's a really serious ankle injury because it's not as common as we expect. So when you see Michael Thomas miss this much time and you see the setback and him not get the ankle surgery immediately and kind of push it off, what were your initial reactions to that? And, and what are your thoughts so far on what we've seen from him? A video of him uh, running in straight lines, a video of him kind of, as you said, rounding out mm-hmm. or rounding off his routes. What, what have you seen so far? So um, there's a couple things to note. So uh, I sit on the non-traditional regenerative medicine stem cell line of treating pros and, and regular people. Um, a lot of the team docs are old school. They don't believe in this or they just don't use it. And a lot of them, um, a lot of the pros don't like uh, feeling uh, constrained, so if you will, by the team docs, by the medical staffs, because at the end of the day, the medical staffs are um, are paid for by the, the owner, right? So um, they're very restricted in that regard. So many of them seek outside help, kind of like myself. I haven't examined uh, Michael for what it's worth. Um, that being said, I think that played a significant role in his indecision or or, or a decision not to have surgery and when he should have, um, the, if you, if you scroll back and you look at the original history, um, uh, on early, um, September, 2020, September 13th, he had a left high ankle sprain. Uh, that was grade, deemed to be a grade one from Dr. Robert Anderson up in Green Bay, pretty much the go-to for foot and ankle. Uh, they basically said, shut him down for a month. He shut it down for a month, um, which is probably more of a grade two, but either way. Um, then he had a hamstring strain setback. Okay. So now he's dealing with a hamstring strain. And then at some point in time, he developed this new medial or inner ankle injury. Now, when you think of an ankle injury, you have the the lateral common part of the ankle that everyone rolls playing basketball, whatever. Not a big deal. You have the high ankle, which is very uh, concerning and frustrating during football. Then you have the other one that no one talks about because we never injure it. That's the medial ankle. That's the inner ankle. That ligament is a complex called the deltoid ligament, and it's super strong, which is why we always roll laterally because the medial is so strong. Well, unfortunately, he injured the medial. To give you reference of two other players that injured, this is what Dak tore when he had his fracture dislocation. This is also what Antonio Brown tore last season, and we saw how that played out. 
Same type of injury. These don't rehab ever. They're awful. They're very, very hard to rehab. That ankle ligament is so strong. And if it's torn or partially torn, you can't plant. So that's what we've seen now. He's a year out from surgery, from what we know. And he still is not comfortable hard planning and cutting on that good, you know, bad ankle. Uh, so that tells you that he's still not ready. You could see him kind of, instead of doing this, like what he used to be able to do, he's kind of doing kind of this kind of like round rounding out. And, and when you're routing, running a route, the DB is going to run that route for you if you're not doing it correctly. Um, and we know his route tree. We know he, what he likes to run. And he's going to have a problem running if he can't do that. Um, so that's red flags for me. I do like to see he's on the field, which is good. We still have six, eight weeks before he really has to, you know, go time. But he needs to feel a lot more confident in that. And I hate to say it, but I don't think he's ever going to be the same wide receiver we saw from 2019 or, you know, whenever he was at his peak. Um, it's unfortunate significantly because he was a beast. But this this ankle injury has really determined, you know, kind of derailed things. And then the other thing is, why didn't he get surgery last January when he should have? Why did he let, wait five, six months and then get evaluated by Saint staff and then say, yes, you need surgery? All of that time, he's developed compensations that he might not be able to fix. Did he have new injuries to the nerve? Did he have a new bone spur that developed? Did tendons start to, you know, get re-injured because he's walking instead of walking like this, he's kind of hobbling like whatever. So there may be things that they just can't fix. Like they just, they can't fix them there. The damage is done. Um, and now he just has to make do with whatever he has. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a great point. So with his situation, obviously there's like still so much time left to play before week one, whether mm -hmm. it's a setback, whether it's him making progress, whatever it might be, but your expectation would still probably be, we will see Michael Thomas at some point this year, right? Yes. I think assuming he doesn't have a big setback, I'm assuming he plays week one. Um, he it will take some time to get going. I think he may have a little bit of issues with not fatigue per se, but that tissue may not be able to run 30, 40, 50 routes with, you know, 20 seconds in between plays. So when that happens, um, he, as a result, he's not really, I think we might have to baby him a little bit, you know, and maybe they do preseason work for him because they need to get him ramped up because he hasn't played in a long time. Um, so I think he plays. I just, I don't know what to really expect out of him. And that makes the Landry signing and the Alave uh, pick that much more important. Yeah, absolutely. And th those are two moves that the Saints made that kind of let people at ease. If you didn't make that, I feel like it's more pressure on Michael Thomas. Obviously, that could be a, a downside there. How about Jameis Winston? I know ACL tears at this point. It's kind of crazy how it's almost a common injury in today's sports with the way people, yeah, yeah. you know, it happens and the way they recover so yeah. well. Uh, Jameis Winston at first had the knee brace on. People noticed a limp. He was getting better and better. And then it came out this week he was practicing without the knee brace. Whether or not he ends up playing with one, um, how much of that does that play a factor? You feel like it's is that more so of a comfort thing, or is that something that people suggest in terms of first year back playing with one on? What what's kind of the experience there? That's a mental thing. Um, a lot of guys. So he tore his ACL uh, uh, Halloween, unfortunately. Uh, with reportedly a grade one or two MCL, which is the ligament that runs north to south on the inside of the knee. Dr. Ella Trash, um, famous doctor uh, uh, West in L.A., 
reconstructed his knee about two weeks later, which means that uh, there likely wasn't any significant or moderate additional damage to the MCL where they had to make him wait like like Gallup kind of had to do. Um, so we're looking at realistically 10 months to week one, um, where which is okay. Most uh, quarterbacks are going to do great, um, at, you know, coming back. Um, he, he's not known to be a big runner, but he's, you know, he's mobile. Um, and, and the first year of an ACL is a trust issue. Uh, trusting that ligament is going to hold you when you hard pivot on that side and change directions. And that's why the running backs usually struggle with this because they do that so often. The quarterbacks, not really so much. Joe Burrow had three of the four ligaments and it's like nothing ever happened. It's insane. You know, Brady had, that's the last time he's had an injury, which is ridiculous. And that was in 08. Um, you know, we don't thankfully see a lot that derail careers, maybe Sam Bradford, but, um, so I'm not really worried about Jameis at all. If he can improve his accuracy, <laughs> that would be a separate discussion. Um, but in general, uh, not really concerned about him. He's been working with Kevin Wilk, um, a very high level therapist. Uh, and I think he's, he's kind of near you guys, um, up in, uh, Andrew's area. Uh, that's one of Andrew's his main uh, PTs, I believe. Uh, so I'm not concerned. He does some kind of interesting workouts, but that's, you know, not important. Um, but in general, I think he's ready to rock and roll. Um, and he could go back to the gunslinger that we used to know. Yeah, certainly. And I'm, I'm sure Saints fans would be happy about that. One quarterback to, I guess, in another situation, another quarterback slash do it all guy in Taysom Hill. Um, obviously, 2021 was not a good year for him. It was injuries left and right. I mean, the concussion, you know, concerns are obviously there, but then you have the Liz Frank injury and an injury like that for it to happen in week 18. Like we talked about Jameis, at least that happened at Halloween. It gives him about a, an extra two month gap to get ready. Uh, but for an injury like that for Taysom Hill, and this isn't the first time he's dealt with a major kind of foot injury there. What's usually the timeline for something like that, especially for a player like him that, you know, they want to put him all over the field and let him use his mobility. Uh, what's, what's kind of the concern uh, for a player like that suffering an injury of that magnitude? So the Liz Frank um, is becoming more and more popular per se. Um, if you were to, to say like, what, what is the Liz Frank? What am I talking about? You're looking, think of a foot, Think of that foot as like a bridge. The toes are one side of the bridge. The heel is the other side of the bridge. And the middle of the foot is the middle of the bridge. Well, that's essentially what it is. It's the middle of the bridge. It's a ligament that kind of weaves in between bones in the middle of that bridge. And the greater the sprain, one, two, three, the more unstable that bridge is. So if you were to say uh, half of the bridge in the middle is, is – um, you know, is, is disrupted. Would you drive over that bridge? Of course not. Uh, that's kind of the same issue. Every time you put your foot down with a grade two or three Liz Frank, the, the, the arch wants to collapse because there's nothing holding it up. These are very uncomfortable injuries, unfortunately becoming more common. I don't know if we know why. Um, but if it's a grade two, they really struggle. Most of them end up going to surgery. Grade threes have to go to surgery. That's what Travis Etienne had as well. These do really well, really well. Um, we usually don't really ever worry about them really ever again. Hollywood Brown had one. Cam Newton had one. Um, the, uh, the the grade ones are frustrating because they have a tendency to linger. If it's a grade two and you shut down, you have surgery, where well, you don't really worry about it ever again. It's, it usually does really well. Some guys have the screw taken out like Hollywood, but most of them do really well, and we don't really worry about it, assuming the timing is appropriate. 
I say five to six months is, is probably fine. And he's plenty past that. Yeah, absolutely. And before uh, I kind of let you go, uh, Dr. Morse, I know you've been big in the, the fantasy football community. <laughs> I have to ask, outside of Michael Thomas, is there a player you've been asked about more when it comes to the Saints um, over the last kind of two-year span? Kamara. Um, uh, and, and, and thankfully, we don't have to wear anything to report injury-wise for him. Um, but obviously, we have this potential looming suspension, so we don't know how that's going to play out. Um no, that's that's kind of the, the obviously the main guy. Breeze had a couple crazy injuries uh, back in the day, but um, you know Ingram has always kind of been a warrior. He gets his fair share of injuries, but he he usually just powers through. Um, but in general, uh, that's kind of the the gist of the guys. I mean, you kind of hit the core right there um, between all those guys. Back in the day, you had Cooks and Sanders and this and that, but uh, they've moved on. And uh, you still have a, 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 a sneaky core if everybody can coordinate this year. Yeah, certainly. Before I let you go, Dr. Morse, can you tell everybody where they can find your work, what you have coming up, especially whether it's uh, injury-related fantasy football season come out? Obviously, you know, training camps around the corner. So where can people check out your work? Sure. Um, I'm uh, at Dr. Jesse Morse at, at – um, I'm pretty much everywhere, but my, my main is one is Twitter. I do use Instagram every once in a blue moon. We are on TikTok at the fantasy doctors. Um, and, and I basically made a couple different things. One to follow all the beat writers, all the different things made something called the TFD app, which is on both, you know, Apple and, and Google. But I've really spent a lot of time this past year, uh, six, eight months, uh, doing deep dive into all these players injuries and trying to predict or analyze their injuries and give you an idea of their risk score. How risky are they heading into the season? Your McCaffrey's, your your big name guys that had some big injuries, your Saquon's. So I, I, I wrote that. It's about 500 pages long. It's ginormous. Um, it goes into every single player that you're pretty much going to draft. Um, I wrote rehab protocols. We wrote you know different types of injections. How what does the data show? Touches does it correlate to injury? Like it's it's massive. It comes out on the fifteenth um, either on Amazon or on our on our website tfdinjurydraftguide.com. Um, you know we're we're kind of trying to be the one stop shop for injuries. Um, and there's so many, but you know we do a pretty good job of holding down the fort at least for NFL. Uh, it's it's hard to do the rest of the sports at the same time. Yeah, certainly. And I've been a big fan of your work for a long time. So I appreciate you coming on and I I hope you have a really um, good season coming up in terms of content, getting out there, building the brand even more. So wish you all the best and thank you so much for joining the podcast, Dr. Morse. Thank you very much. Once again, that was Dr. Morse joining the show and a lot of great things to say. And like I said before, um, he's been asked about Michael Thomas a lot uh, over the the last couple of years, I would say, and as someone who's been in tune with his work, I've had the chance to kind of see that and, and his reactions. And it's always interesting because obviously, whether you're a fan, podcast or whatever, you don't really know the full extent of injuries, uh, especially of that magnitude. So to get someone who knows the ins and out uh, of that, it's great to kind of get their insight on that. And it's curious to see. And, and especially with Michael Thomas talked about the ankle injury. He's a violent route runner. How does he kind of come back and is he able to cut with that intensity that he used to that will kind of dictate what we can see from number 13 out there and as for Jameis Winston uh, it's good to hear that it kind of reinforces the belief that we've all kind of had we've seen over the last couple months him put in the work and if he continues to do that hopefully we'll see kind of Jameis pick up where he left off in 2020 and who at 2021 and who knows uh, maybe even better but again that's going to do it 
for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening as always. Stay tuned for more content coming up next week. And with training camp roughly three weeks away, we'll be having a lot more content to talk about, whether it's players performing, players on the roster bu- a bubble, all that good stuff coming up. So make sure to keep it plugged in with the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.